0: I'm 49 years old. God, that hurts. I want to lie. I really do. Please, can't we all shave off a decade? Well, not you teenagers, unless you want to go through puberty again. Now, I know if I were a pilgrim, I'd already be dead. Their life expectancy in the early 1600s was 40 years old. And I have no reason to believe I'll be taken down by scurvy. So the glass is half full, right? No, the glass is empty and cracked. I'm not concerned about living until I'm 100 years old. In fact, I'd rather not live that long. I don't want to go any deeper on the timeline. I don't want to lose the last few moments of what an elderly person would consider my youth. You see, my prime is behind me, and she's laughing at my sagging tush. How did this happen? Why didn't anyone tell me? I mean, I had a sense about the weather-beaten skin and osteoporosis, but what about the emotional toll? My night sweats are over a loss of bloom, not estrogen depletion. My salad days are over, the greens are wilted and soggy, and who wants leftover salad? I thought I would delicately leap from 49 to 50 the way I have the other stepping stones of life, with a large slice of bittersweet chocolate cake and some dirty dancing. But not this time. I have lost my balance and fallen into the river of senior despair. Yesterday, I peed a little when I laughed. So now in my pre-50 spiral, I decided that instead of succumbing further, I would endeavor to improve myself. I would start training for my second childhood, the winter of my life, and vent, and try to understand exactly what is happening to my abdominal region. This will be difficult because I am losing my memory. Sometimes I stare blankly at one of my daughters because I honestly can't remember what we named her. But maybe turning 50 is a wake-up call. A chance to stave off decrepitude and better myself in all areas. I know I'm not going for the gold in gymnastics, but I might get out of bed before noon. When I started writing my last book, I created a Twitter account, as writers are encouraged to do. It is the modern-day way to rise from obscurity and create a fan base. A better fit for me than making a sex tape. I love the challenge of coining humorous thoughts in 140 characters. In fact, because I know my editor is reading this, how about we knock this book out in 140 characters and call it a day? I reveled in the excitement of clicking out my thoughts to the Twitter sphere and receiving instant reactions. I now follow everything from vanilla ice to Benjamin Moore paint. Maybe it's because ours is a first generation to have social media. I'm sure it felt the same way in 1876 when the telephone came along. I would have been crank-calling everyone from Grover, Cleveland, to sitting Bull. Imagine playing Words with Friends with Emily Dickinson. A few weeks into my pre-midlife crisis, I stumbled upon an inspirational quote Twitter feed. I decided to follow it. I'm not that discerning. I also follow grilled cheese. The way the feed works was this. Every day at around 9.30 a.m., they send a single inspirational quote. Now, I grew up in the 1970s when the sayings were very clear and simplistic. Make love, not war, and hang in there, baby. So at first, I felt overwhelmed by some of the deep and intellectual aphorisms. But after a couple of weeks, the quotes started to really resonate. They weren't necessarily motivating me or goading me, mind you, but rather, they were making me feel uncomfortably aware that perhaps I wasn't living life to the fullest. I suddenly felt intense pressure to live a souped-up version of my life based on doors-of-life desk calendars and sweaty wisdom water bottles. What if I did live today as if it were my last? Well, I'd be in the Turks and Caicos with a 20-year-old surfer, a box of yodels, and a bottle of rosé. No, that sounds superficial and heartless. I'd be in Paris with my husband and two daughters. And a 20-year-old surfer. What? I need a babysitter. The inspirational Twitter feed had me reflecting on my past as well. I'd worked for Oprah Winfrey for a few years as a correspondent and co star on her Friday Live show. There was always takeaway from every show and an opportunity for an aha moment. And I saw firsthand how virtually every one of her guests was applying the learned spiritual truths to his or her life. One of Oprah's favorite sayings was, Turn your words into wisdom. But I never said anything that could be remotely construed as enlightened, let alone enlightening. I was still treading water under the shit happen slogan.